All right, welcome, fellas, uh, to the newest and first episode of Culture Unplugged on this podcast. Uh, so excited because we have an, an amazing uh, guest on the show this evening, and uh, brother Ronaldo. And I wanted to basically highlight um, having him on the show because we're talking about perception. Is your brand, um, you know, something that really matters? Is your perception of how people view you, your personal brand, um, you know, your character, all those things. Mr. Ronaldo Randall, him and I are going to talk about that. You already know me as Chris, your digital mentor. So truly excited for what we're getting ready to do. Mr. Ronaldo, how you doing, brother? I'm blessed by the best, man. Glad to be on the show. Hey, it's a it's a blessed to have you here, man. We're on the inaugural episode for Culture Unplugged on the podcast side. I know many of our our listeners are out there. Um, they see me on the on the YouTube circuit, and so now we're we're shifting gears a bit, a bit here and making it even more personal with even deeper dives on mentorship. So, um, getting it. right into it, man. Uh, you know, tell me a little about about you and you know what you do and all that good stuff. Absolutely, man. So I'm humbled to be you know. The first one on this platform, but as mentioned, man, my name is Ronaldo Randall. Um, I currently reside in Hampton Roads area. Um, I, you know, my nine to five, because I still have one of those for the time being as I work in higher education. So I'm a higher education administrator and love that for like call to a purpose in that space where I'm able to mentor um, a lot of people, but in particular, um, people that look like me, right? Um, that that want to get a get ahead in life through education, form education. Then I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I am the, the chair of the Black Chamber of Commerce, Black Brand here in the Hampton Rose area, phenomenal organization. Um, I am a co-owner of two um, kind of boutique consultancy firms. One works with, one's called Friends and Biz, work with fem, uh, family, friends and familiarity, business partnerships. The other one's um, Bridge Building Consultants, LLC, um, kind of my namesake organization where we engineer better people through self-mastery, people mastering, communication mastery. And last but not least, my flagship business, um, RPO, where it's what it stands for Real People Educating Others, where we work with at-risk, socioeconomically challenged, disadvantaged youth and their family. So wow. and I'm a father and I'm a husband, you know, cousin. Wow. Yeah, awesome. So you've been doing some amazing things. I know I've watched um, and met you in that in that circuit as far as in the education uh, background and always been pleased to see your growth and where you've been um, going and, and accolades you've earned and you've definitely been a, a mentor for me so um, I'm happy and delighted to have you on the show and and thank you for what you do brother appreciate it bro absolutely so the topic of course as you know we're talking about um perception you know perception is you know reality I hear that a lot I, I could tell you I've been in situations where uh, even getting into, um, you know, working at, at this wireless, I was working at Verizon for about two years. And I, one of my managers, I remember working there, always said that, you know, perception is reality, how people uh, perceive you and what you do based on your actions, sometimes um, can either paint you in a good light or a negative light. Um, so getting right into it, what, do you, what is your understanding of that as far as, you know, being uh, as far as perception? Do you feel as though that there that's a true statement? Perception is a reality? Yeah, man. I'm really in, in well, well, partially, right? I'm in harmony with what you're saying because um, I mean, really, it's branding, right? Like your brand, like it's what you want people to think about you, and you got to be intentional about that, right? Mm -hmm. And because you're not intentional, 
you just kind of leave it on the table for people to, you know, perceive you in the way they want to perceive you. And, and it's okay because people will like you sure. and, and people won't like you, but sure. you do need to control that, right? Because you are a brand and you want your reputation to go before you and open up doors without you even touching the door handle, right? Mm. And sometimes people, and you know, social media influencers and people on social media have proven this, right? Like you see them, you see the social media presence, know nothing about them, but you either like, dislike, fall in love, follow them based on their brand, right? That's right. their likeness, that's their presence. So it's, sure. it's uber powerful, man. People are making money just on their presence, their brand, their name and likeness now. So uh, I think that's just illuminates it right there. So it's, it's super important. In fact, I had a young lady, um, I had a young lady today that I knew a couple of years ago, but she had been following me on social media, right? Mm -hmm. So she knew me, she had the, the the, the, the pleasure of, not the pleasure, but she had the experience of knowing me. And then right. she was able to follow me for several years through social right. media. Right. And she saw me and she was like, I'm just so proud of you. They need to duplicate you. And of course I'm humble, but it's like, she saw all of that. And yeah. that's how yeah. my brand continued in her mind. And then I meet people sure. out of state sometimes that'll right. see me on, in social media. And when they see me, all they see the person that they think they know I am based on the brand that I presented myself as. And so mm -hmm. I've seen the proof in the pudding. And so, yeah. You hit on a lot of different uh, chords there because, you know, breaking it down, we talked about branding, you know, right there as being something that's publicized, obviously, on what people see on social media. You know, back in the day, you know, um, it's all about if somebody actually met you, your first impression. So your first impression, obviously, I think still counts. But now your first impression, a lot of times are before they even meet you. So it's actually what you're putting out on the social media circuit. So right off the top, I could tell you my social media, before I even got into this, it was, I was looking at old posts on Instagram and, you know, some things I was just like, you know, in my early twenties, I was not thinking about what people, you know, my, my sense of humor was really way off. And so I posted a lot of obscure stuff. And so I ended up having to delete all this stuff. People said, why would you have this? Why would I said, look, I'm not that same guy anymore. But people yeah. do see that and they really, you know, they, they eat that up. And you're right. Like you like we get we get into conversations now about like reputation. So what does your does your your brand, you feel like your brand sets up pretty much your reputation? Absolutely, man. It takes you, it can take your whole life, no matter how old how old you are to build that brand and reputation, you can mess it up in a in two minutes, right? Wow. So yeah. like, think, if you think about like for those that are applying to a job, like now they go look at your social media, like they look at your resume, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they call you references, but then they look at your social media right. Too, right? to see what you're really into. Right. And so it, it is really that serious. Um, but still first impressions make, you know, I mean, the good old days where you had the face-to-face, chest-to-chest, first impressions, handshake, what comes out of your mouth, how you look when you when you um, enter somebody's presence, all that still makes sense. But now, I mean, they could see that months, years ahead of time, but they also can go back into your future and, and really discern what your presence is through historical things. True. So that is dynamics. You, you talked about historical stuff. So my question on that end is for you for listeners on the show is for those situations where, uh, you know, you post something in 2007, you know, you you haven't, you know, thought about it, but you had a drink in your hand, you was out partying, maybe a video, you in a club, but this is like 2007. Do you feel that 
there are jobs that should, you know, still hold that accountable to the person and it's been over well over 10 years? I don't, um, but I don't personally, but I, I think deeply about these things, right? Everybody isn't going to think deeply, you know, right. it's a, sometimes a surface level snap decision and they're looking for something. That's why they're there. They're looking for something. Right. Um, right. And so it, they shouldn't, but they will. I would, I, you know, if, if a person had the time and they cared enough, I would do what you did. I would either go back and delete them, but I'll tell you what I've done. Um, if you do enough good stuff, it'll outweigh the bad stuff. Like I, I've done, I feel like I've tried to do so much stuff that's worthy that when you go Google me, anything that I've done bad, it won't even show up on the first two pages of Google. Mm. And so I do so I much, I try to do so much impactful stuff that anything mm. I've done in my past, you can't even find it. Right? So in terms of growth, because obviously, you know, time passes, we become, you know, um, growth in our spirit, our, our mind, our, 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 you know, ourselves physically. What would you say was a defining moment for you, you know, in your past that made you say, hey, this is the journey that I want to be on and why? Wow, bro, that's a powerful question. Um, some reflection, man, I, I will say, like, I was a teen father. And so I think earlier than most, I, I felt like I had an obligation, you know what I'm saying? So I think that was the first part that, that led me down into some of my social aspirations. And, you know, being a social entrepreneur and a community leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, when I became a husband, that was another, that was another thing, right? Where I felt like I was like, okay, now I'm the head of a family, have a wife, right? And sure. so that was something that was, um, held me to a higher standard as well. So I think those two are things that just off the top of my head, um, yeah, come straight to my frontal lobe. Like, yeah, those are two things I remember as turning points where, you need to man up. This is you call to a high calling and, and more people are relying on you than just yourself. So true. And would you say that we're, you know, any particular mentors before you, I mean, you know, ahead of you that you felt like you've talked, you've, you know, you reached out to, to kind of say, Hey, I, you know, I just need to kind of get the inspiration or I need to kind of get the motivation per se to, um, you know, go in this direction so I can be able to do the same. Do you feel like that was a, you know, true for you as well? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you don't, you know, I think mentors don't get it is not a much, is enough credit sometimes because sometimes they're dripping on you and sometimes they're pouring on you. And mm-hmm. so I feel like I've had people drip on me along my life and I didn't really think of them as mentors, sure. but I really was looking up to them. I really was listening to them. Um, and so I really think that started with coaches uh, for me. Okay. Um, stepfather and then once I really started understanding mentorship I started seeking it out a little bit more and right. then I started getting more out of it because I was intentional okay. um, I also think that I, I think sometimes different levels of mentorship right so I feel like I've gotten mentorship for people that I've never seen may never meet um, and it's just it's kind of mentorship from afar you know right. kind of mimicking them and reading their things like people like Les Brown Eric Thomas Right. Um, some of the great minds and thought leaders like their mentors right um, because i i was taking on their ideologies and, and trying to emulate what they did all while being authentic and there was the coaches and then my stepdad so you pick you know i try to pick the best pieces of the people that were in my life and just some people poured into it more intentionally and then i got became more intentional about it right. and so even for my mentees man like for you and some other mentees i pick up and learn from you also it's all reciprocal right sure so yeah it's, it's a beautiful thing when you really start to like be intentional about it and, and, and 
tracking the impact, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you can do a lot with it. Yeah, and you know, um, so I kind of get goose pimples, man. We we're talking about the divine order of how things go. Um, 2019, I had lost uh, a very dear friend and father-like person in my life who was um, a very much a mentor as well. He was uh, my pastor. He was somebody who um, you'd always just call to ask and see how I was doing. You know, sometimes we we, we get busy in our lives, right? And we sometimes uh, forget, or not necessarily forget, but we get distracted. And as life happens, you'll get distracted too. But we never, you never want to, you know, never want to not take the time to reach out to somebody that you acknowledge and you respect in the way that have made an impact on your life. And so I remember Pastor Garner R. in right now and, you know, big up to him right now, his spirit. But essentially, uh, he was the one that, you know, got me, uh, you know, the that birth of like, hey, you know, you're meant for some powerful things. And, you know, people could speak on you and pray over you and they know what you can do and you know your purpose it started to become real it started to become to where especially after he passed i said you know something like it's it's like you it's like something that's kind of itching on you like okay hey this is something you gotta do and looking at my own personal brand and what i, I said I, you know i've followed a couple of people like yourself i followed the, uh not necessarily the the big celebrities as far as a mentorship like eric thomas but i've always looked around uh, the concept of, well, I, I want to get out there. I want to do something. I'm trying to find those organizations to be a part of. But, you know, you find sometimes it's not always as easy, accessible. So you have to create that your own uh, table, if you will, and be able to build that. So, you know, I think about that as, hey, I'm, I need to be able to create this brand and create this. But, you know, if anyone felt it was tarnished, do you feel, my question to you is, do you feel as though it's something that can be fixed? Do you think that brand piece can be restored or into something even better? Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. They say the wins, the wins build your record, but the losses build you, man. So, like, Uh certain, like, I have friends, (laughs) I mean, we all, we all kind of grow in brokenness, right? So, like, you know, a lot of my friends, um, were incarcerated mm. and they, they you know done they paid their debts to society if you will and come home um and you know with a lot of negatives against them but they've done phenomenally well mm. and, and so you definitely can correct i mean you know nelson mandela there's there's tons of people that have done it i love those success stories but yeah absolutely yeah. man I feel, and i also feel like you know that those are the things that really build your character and help you understand the human condition that make you better for service and leadership too Right, sure. because you're going to meet people in broken places, mm-hmm. and you're talking to people, and you you know you don't want to be you know preaching from a pulpit of perfection, if you will. Like you got to be able to tell them a little bit of your dirt, and get transparent with them, so you can help them um, understand how they can do better and why it's necessary if sure. they're in that place where they've done something that may have been unbecoming. Right. Um, but also, like, skip all that. Like, look, just start off here, and you know you don't have to worry about any of that, right? So I think when you um, have done some things and you will because people make mistakes through life you know mm-hmm. you know you know from 20 30 30 40 you become a different person you should be right. growing and it's all for reaching back and, and being a mentor but also coaching the people through those situations so yeah everybody can you know some things are more difficult obviously to come sure. back from sure but, i mean everybody and we've seen it over and over and time to time again too right popular right. media 
um, pop culture, right? We've seen right. people go down dark holes and do crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the, in the in the in the spirit of the news, man, stuff happens so fast that the next big thing happens, they forget about your thing, right? And so that's your opportunity to kind of elevate, evolve, you know, fix what was broken and then rebrand yourself. And you know that that leads me to this what you know my my thought on this is like you have this uh society now that you know well you know they'll find stuff from you know you was 12 years old you was tweeting about such and such you know you was posting about this and that um so there's a sense and especially on you know among young black men that no matter um you know what it is it's it's that if they do one thing wrong a mistake it carries them like for instance have you seen the media you've heard the the rapper the baby yeah. Um, you know, and that was, you know, that was some stuff that he, he came out and said, obviously wrong, but um, it, it's at that point where it's like the, 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 the elites of just overall society, you know, the public of the court of public opinion, um, you know, label you. I think even the same thing with Kanye West, uh, I think of Michael Vick, I think of people who just, you know, black folks, who've, black men who've done some wrong. And um, are criticized forever for it. Do you think that's something that's, you know, even in that realm, could something that they can overcome? You feel like, hey, no matter you know whatever that is, that that's not the majority of thinking. You know, what's your stance on that? I mean, yeah, you know, they 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 want to demonize black men sometimes. It seems, and you know, we call it a black tax, right? You you can't. There's some things you just can't do, and it's it's not necessarily it's some mistakes you don't necessarily want to make. Right. And right. um, it's not it's not our fault, but sure. it's our burden, right? Right. So, um, like for instance, Vic, we we had a football camp in uh, mid July. Vic came out, and um, you know, we talked a little bit, but you know, just having him out there, the type of camp it was, the community it was in, it was showing his progress from that time now some of that stuff's always going to stick around because that's almost a thing they're going to know him in particular for most more than his football right 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 but you still got to push through it he's a he's a pretty good example of that it does take time but you you know people got to stay the course stay the course and i go back to what i said earlier man do more stuff you got to ramp up on the good stuff right till it covers up the bad stuff right now some people are always going to remember that but you got to try to do something equally as great Right. Um. I'm in in the case of the baby. Uh, I was listening to uh, an interview with Fifty Cent. Where Fifty Cent was talking about, you know, how that publicity situation. Right. How he should have had a publicist and all that stuff. Right. But some of it is, and this goes back to some of my mentorship stuff. Like, we got to teach emotional intelligence and um civility and empathy. Right. And like. Right. You know. And, and you know, sometimes you shouldn't say. And if you make the mistake, you got to come back and be genuine with your apology. And maybe explain your mode and maybe explain why you said that way, where that thought process comes from. You know mm. what I'm saying? It comes from a place and that's cultural for you in right. some cases, right? So I think it's been genuine in his case, it's been genuine in apology. And then right, go right back to making the music that people love, but also going back to doing good stuff, right? To right. hopefully overshadow some of those bad things you've done and do that consistently. Agreed, agreed. And, I, and that's the one thing, you know, I've been real um you know hitting on and being serious about is you know not condemning anybody um 
for, for life. And I think there's just certain situations you can just know somebody's character, somebody who's actually a genuine character, something that you feel, um, and it's something you experience based on the actions that they do. So, you know, laying the groundwork for just overall branding itself. Uh, what are some things that you feel, hey, that should be uh, top of mind if somebody, you know, young man's kind of, you know, coming into the world right now, just as far as his his own particular brand, you know, what are some things he should really be focused on? Or um, I know you talked about doing some amazing, like doing great things. Um, but, you know, as far as that goes, do you feel like there's a certain time frame that they should be focused on it, you know, or they just kind of live life, not, you know, uh, what would you say that would be? Man, it's difficult, right? Because you don't want to steal anybody. You want to steal any phase of life that that a person has to go through, right? Sure. Um, but you don't. You do want to teach them responsibility and not making decisions today that would affect them for the rest of their life in a mm-hmm. negative way. And that's what I tell young people when I'm talking to them, right? The, you know, you take. You know, in some cases, like you're taking penitentiary chances, right? Right. Um, or like, you know, you're making a decision today, like. One of my students was going to get a tattoo on his neck. I'm like, you're making a decision today mm-hmm. that you may regret in five to 10 years. Mm. So like, just, just, just think deeper, brother, sister. Like, think a little further. Think what is the 30-year-old me or the 40-year-old me? Um, how, I'm, how am I going to look in this situation? How would I look back on this thing that I'm getting ready to do? And how would that impact my potential life then? Um, I, and I would say they still need to be authentic, but they got to think about who everybody's trying. Anytime they post, anytime somebody posts something on social media, they're posting for an audience. And so mm-hmm. I was talking to people about like, well, who are you trying to please? Mm. Who you trying to please? Because yeah. for me, like part of my story is like, you know, when you go back to the community you came from, you know, we do code switch, right? We talk a different way, maybe in the community. Right. And when we go to work, we talk a different way. It's just like right. any other community, right? If I spoke a different language, I'd probably speak Spanish or whatever my language was in my community or, you know, Ebonics or whatever the, na- the community neighborhood uh, mm. language is. And then when I go to corporate, I talk, the, you know, the King's language. Um, mm. But, you know, sometimes you get that confused like anybody else that has a native tongue. You know, sometimes I mistake the word. So now you have to decide, is it more important for you to talk the community language or is it more important for you to talk the, ting- the King's language and how does that benefit you? See what I'm saying? Well, you got those, you're going to have those people in your community. They're going to be like, well, why are you talking this way? You know, why, why you can't be yourself. Right. And then you study and trying to figure out, well, what is myself? <laughs> what yeah. is the character? It's psychological. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's, um, it, you know, I, I, and it's, it's some type of corporate settings, you know, having simple things like having dreads on your head, you know, you having simple things like having dreads or, um, you know, being able to wear a certain type of clothes or it's like, um, you know, we are not cookies, you know, one size fits all, you know, we're not cookie cutter people, you know, we have our own identities, uh, but being able to kind of let the society uh, see us for who we are, we're interchangeable. So it's like, can we not be, you know, diverse in how we, you know, our, our brand? Like, we, is that like a real thing? Yeah, we should be, man. Like, the, you know, it's that intersection, it's intersectionality, right? It's like, right. we could both look alike, be from the same neighborhood, but we all have different intersections and I like to make us different. So you do need to be authentic to yourself, but you also got to realize where, you, where you're at, right? And so like you mentioned, I use that example because that comes up a lot and it's something I, I personally experienced. 
And I know it's a psychological piece to it, right? Because you want to be accepted in both places. Right. But, but you got to think about, well, where am I going to be most and what benefits me? And, you know, what the other, what the other accepted? Um, so now, now that we're in a place where there's a lot of diversity, um, diversity inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is, um, that's top of mind. And there's a lot of positions and roles open up for people that are in diversity inclusion. I think that it's, it's opened up a door for people to be more authentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you just got to keep it professional. Like you mentioned, you know, having the drink in the picture. Like, well, maybe not have the drink in the picture if you're going to be a political leader, right? You, you could be at the setting, day. but maybe we're not holding the Hennessy bottles or the Corona bottles. We know we're going to take a picture. Let's set those down, right? Right. right. Um, but it's, it's even like the women and guys that take pictures with filters on. Well, you're doing the filters for branding because you want to look your best in the picture. Mm. Oh no, delete that picture. So is that is that type of is that type of vibe, right? Like if right. you know you're going to be seen by people, you control the light in which you want to be seen by them in mm-hmm. the lens through which, and then you decide who you want your audience to be. Like, what does my audience think about this? And by me doing taking this picture this way, what type of impact am I having on my brand or the brand I'm trying to create? Very true. Very true. I was just sitting, I was just thinking here about legacy. You know, um, legacy is what you leave behind, you, you, the, the image of what you leave. And I think I would like to take it too deep, you know, for some people, because I feel like, hey, people are like, well, I'm gonna live forever. I'm still young. I don't want to think about that. Um, but it's a very real thing, because we you know, life isn't promised tomorrow, you know, and so um, it's like, well, how do I want people to remember me by? You know what I mean? Like how, and I think I've, I've thought about that as well. Um, but is that something that comes in your mind as far as legacy goes? When you, when you think about it, like as far as the life that I'm leading, I'm living today, um, do you feel that's something that, that crosses your mind quite a bit? It's like what kind of legacy I'm leaving? It, it does, man. I, I know it's kind of morbid to think about, so I get what you're saying. It's a little deep, but I, I, heard, I hear people talk about the dash, right? On your tombstone, the day you're born, the dash and the day you would die in the day you you know you leave this earth right in a physical form right sure. and so the dash is what matters so i and i've heard people say live your life according to the dad like you you want to focus on the dash so i do think about that like I, i'm i'm doing stuff now that i know people will remember i would be proud of i know my kids will be proud of mm-hmm. and so i'm doing those things now and i'm also doing like real legacy stuff like making sure my family is taken care of should I leave this earth? Um, but I don't think about, and it's not really a morbid thing to do, but it's more like a, I should live my life. Right. Considering the legacy of, you know, when I'm not here. Amen. Right? Amen. When I leave this earth, I don't want people to forget me because of what I did in the dash. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and Amen. it's not a morbid thing. So I get what you say is deep. So anybody listening, like, don't miss the point. It's not about, more of anything about death is about having impact that's like that outlives you agreed. on this yeah very much agreed so changing gears really hit quick before we get into the final thoughts of things um your career when you're at the job you know you're in a situation sometimes a lot of people sometimes i know for myself you get caught up maybe you know you may say something you may you may say maybe you're joking maybe you just had a conversation and someone else heard it, you know, these are all HR situations uh, in many aspects based on the nature of your work and your environment and setting. Um, but they carry with you a professional, you know, professional outlook at um, overall that can be damaging. You're in a damaging situation. 
um, what would you say as far as, and I know it could be depend on the severity of what that is, but um, you know, let's just say it's something to where it may be something was said, it was a, a joke, whatever, or you didn't mean it or whatever. Um, what is something that someone, young man should do to alleviate, you know, they're, because they don't have a publicist, they don't have somebody like, like what the baby has, you know, or anybody else, I should say that, you know, that has the way to kind of, you know, basically do damage control. Um, so what would you say at that point that they could do to, you know, rectify what they can to save that image? Wow, man, look. I'm damaged curl control up front, right? So the first thing <laughs> I think is like everybody's familiar with IQ. This is maybe the second, third time I mentioned this concept of emotional intelligence. Okay. So you know, I mean, you, you, I believe you know, but I don't know if your listeners know this. This thing out there called EQ. It's yep. your emotional yep. quotient, right? So yep. it's emotional yep. intelligence. And I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, I feel like people from the diaspora, people that are brown skin, you know, I feel like they have a little bit more because it's it has tight relations to Street smarts, right? Right. Like, I got a PhD in common sense. And so I think for us, we've always had to be hyper-conscious about our environments mm -hmm. and the things we do and say and how we move, particularly if you are in a predominantly, you're, you're the minority, right? Mm -hmm. You're in the minority in the professional space. Um, so I'll say, first of all, just make sure you're, you're, you're understanding the culture of your work environment and you're using your emo your EQ, right? Your emotional intelligence. And don't do nothing stupid, right? That's the first thing. Right. Um, should you slip up and, mm -hmm. you know, thought you had uh, built a relationship with somebody where you could slide in a joke, right? You felt like you had a community and it came across the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it didn't find itself in HR. Hopefully you can read their face. Once again, emotional intelligence, read their face and their body language. And hopefully you're able to address it right there at that point. Mm -hmm. And it won't go to HR. But if it goes to HR, you know, you just explain honestly, because probably in that, in that case, it would be honest. Like I, you know, I knew that we are, you know, hopefully based off our relationship that, you know, they would think I would not do anything to hurt them or, or damage our relationship. But this was my intent. Is a lot of it's about intent. Right. That's the big you're, word. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you got to work on your articulation, but in the way you communicate but it's about the intent like this is what i was intended doing to do and say and this i was intending you for to receive it and i wouldn't have um said it if i knew that you reacted like this and the only reason i would have said something like this to you is because i feel comfortable around you right and I feel like you know me well enough to know that i wouldn't say anything that would um upset you make you uncomfortable etc etc right um, and then and then once again you go back to doing so much good stuff that outweighs the bad stuff. Um, and that's all you all you can do. And you learn from the mistake, right? You learn from, um, and it wasn't, it's not necessarily a mistake, but you just learn from the situation. So true. Yeah, you learn from the situation. That's a tough one, man, because, you know, you spend so much time at work. Yep. With yep. people that aren't your family or your community, that that becomes, you know, you're trying to look for people that are allies and people that you can have, you know, nine to five relationships with and mm -hmm. feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. and enjoy work and you know if there are different races ethnicities sexual persuasions religions etc you know you got to be careful but you once again got to use the eq emotional intelligence yeah and know where you can tread the lines or not so i i and i you said so much of some some experiences that come to mind now but 
And that was the reason why, you know, I brought that topic up because, you know, I work in a, a banking center, like um, I, I can't say which one, the car, the company, whatever rules and stuff, but, you know, I work in that the financial industry and, you know, I, I meet people from all walks of shape of life, man. I, I meet the customer, the clients, all of them have the most the outlandish stories for the most part from what I can, I can share with you. Um, and it's, it's almost, I have to think about it. I go, Hey, how am I going to be, uh, looked based on how I dress? What did I decide to put on? What color did I decide to put on? What did I exactly say? How did I say it? What did, did I, did I entertain this conversation or did I detract from it? And so it's like all that kind of like everything I say, everything you do is you have to literally think about it. And, um, and I, I remember learning the hard way when I first got into this industry and, uh, you know, I'd have like my pants uh, with sagging shirt coming up when I bent. You could see my my butt crack. Literally, I keep being honest with you on this on this yeah, show, yeah. Um, you know, and just I remember joking. I remember joking with this with this female teller. I remember saying something I can't remember now to the T, but I knew it was like an HR got involved. But I'm sitting there like, oh, man, how did I do this? And I had to um, literally cover my behind. I had to I learned the hard way right then that at any moment, you never know who you may talk to and what you may say, but people listen and people take into stock of how you present yourself and what you do. And, um, you know, and like you said, you can recover from it and move on and do some amazing things and it becomes in the past, but those were the life lessons. Those are learning experiences um, that I would say, as you are just, you can attest to, you know, you do your own damage control and you, you focus on that intent. So I couldn't, I could not agree more, man. Um, when I think about the final thought here, what would you say is something that you'd want someone right now who's listening um, to really walk away with and based on what we shared tonight? Wow. Knowing this was coming, I'm still like, man, it's so, you know, so many like one worders you can drop and you just want to be careful. <laughs> Sure. So I feel like what's been dropped in my spirit now, man, it, it, it literally, if you asked me last week or last year, it could have been different. All of it would have been great, I would I would think, for the season. But I think mm -hmm. for this season, man, from where I'm in life and what I've learned and what I think is important, uh, what I know is important, I think that people need to really figure out what they're gifted. And, and people talk about purpose and all that. Scratch that. It's your gift. Figure out what your gift is. Figure out what, what you do the absolute easiest, um, no, what you do well, the absolute easiest with very little effort. That's probably gonna be your gift. And you probably have overlooked it because it is so easy that you think everybody does it. But it's the thing that's gonna set you apart, right? It's your competitive advantage. And right. you gotta figure out what that is. And you have, and see, that's a crazy thing because you got multiple gifts too. It's the one though that you do the easiest um, and, and and it's the thing that you are, you're not giving enough, putting enough stock in because you believe, because it's so easy for you. And, you know, we have this, everybody has a little bit of inferiority complex in them. Mm -hmm. That thing, man, find out what that is and then using that in every, everywhere you go, maxing that out, right? Because right. it's going to put you in, it's going to put you in positions, it's going to put you in rooms. Once you figure it out, you'll be able to use it for the rest of your life. Um, and I think that's, that's magical. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that would be my, my final words, man. Listen, I and I couldn't think of a, a better final word because I, you know, even when your gifts, man, is it's 
you know, really, I mean, recognizing what you're, what you're, you know, you know, you're destined to do what's in your heart, you know, um, that may not come in the first, you know, 20 years of your life. It may come down the line. You know, I think a lot of times society puts pressures um, on us, uh, you know, to act accordingly right off the gate. And, you know, we have to feel that we have to be so perfect. Don't worry about being so perfect. Just be focused on your individual day-by-day actions and how does this particular action that I do today, what is that going to look like for tomorrow? Um, and if you think that I go back to based on my experiences that I've shared with you already, uh, I know for sure that what we just shared tonight was completely nothing but 100% coming from a genuine place because we've been there. Uh, so I really hope that you gain some stock into this. Uh, Brother Ronaldo, I listen, man, I appreciate you. You know, we've been trying to get this thing going. We've made it happen. Um, you know, I'll yeah, say it again. Yeah, I said, I know, yeah, we, we we dropped a lot of information, man. I mean, combined, yeah. well, you're 30, you're, well, how old are you? 30, I'm, I'm 33. 33, I'm a, new, a fresh 41. I mean, that's 40, 50, 60. That's 71 years of information that we just yes, gave. Sir. Yes, sir. It yes, took sir. us this, that many years to, to learn this stuff and be able to articulate it yes, in sir. a way, like having processes. So they, they get a lot of, for the listeners, just understand what you got. You got 71 years worth of content in a you know under 30 minute period uh so you know don't take right. that lightly it's not like we just thought about this this morning right no this is right journey um so it's going to help you you know with the learning curve to get to where you want to be in life absolutely absolutely and you couldn't send it any better than that man i i couldn't agree more i i think it's just going to be something where hey we're going to have to keep on putting out these gems and it's going to reach somebody. I know somebody out there who can really take stock into it. Stay encouraged, um, stay building, stay hungry, and always keep researching. Always keep researching. Um, as always, as y'all know, let us know what you think. Uh, you can go ahead and reach out to Mr. Ronaldo at his social pages um, and check him out. Um, and then also, of course, you want to reach out to myself as well, the Culture Unplugged, the official Instagram, or at Covered Culture underscore. Um, actually, Brother Ronaldo, if you want to drop your socials again for those who um, may have forgotten how they can reach you and, and tag on to you as well. Absolutely, man. So it's Ronaldo, R-E-N-E-L-D-O, Randall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L, everywhere. So wherever you're looking for me, um, Ronaldo Randall, you can Google me and I pop up the whole first page right and so i'm on all social media outlets my man that's what's up and of course www.cultureunplugged.com you can also connect with me there if you want to be able to get another way if you couldn't reach him or find them you can always always come to my site i'll get you right over to him as well so i'm sure we'll have mr randall on the show again is that right i hope so man <laughs> we'd love to have you i know i'd love to have you brother Plenty more topics to talk about, plenty more content to come, y'all. Again, always appreciate you always enjoying the stuff that I put out. This is the first episode. Hey, so happy to have you here with us. As always, stay unplugged. All right, be easy. One.